Today, I want to talk about one of the topics that was given, man in Christ's image. Man in Christ's image. And when I say man, very soon when I read the scripture, you realize I'm not talking about the gender male. Even though I'll be making certain emphasis on the gender, when this scripture is said, man in God's image or in Christ's image, it's not talking about the gender male. It's talking about man, human being. Because the Bible says, male and female created he them. It's in the scripture. So when God, whatever God was doing to the man, it had a way of being on the woman. Yesterday, Pastor Kwanu was explaining something. But the deeper part of it, I don't know, he left out. When God, when God was talking to the man and giving the command to the man, and speaking everything to the man and telling the man the woman was inside it means that because he cannot you see i cannot give every command the command i have for my family to pastor dam and his family i can't do that so if god gives me the command my command is for me and my family the one i have to deal with so he gives it to me because my wife is with me. So I am the one to communicate it to her and then we build it. So the command somehow uh, has a way of being also to the woman who you marry or who is under you. Because both of you will have to do it. That's why she becomes a helpmate in that command. It's so important. So the woman was in the man when God was speaking. Every woman is in a man. It is, it is science, science says that, science says that it is the man that determines the sex of a child, not the woman. This biology. It's a man who determines whether the, the child should be girl or boy. The woman doesn't decide that. So still you will now see that whether it's a woman or a man, he came from the loins of the man. That is why they say the children came from the loins of the man. It's not to say the woman is not important, no. God has divided the roles. The woman's ability to keep and to nurture for nine months, the man cannot handle it for two weeks. The things you will go through. If you put a man through it for one week, I'm telling you, you hear things. No, no, no. Man can't contain that thing. No, the things that happen to your body and you are still there and you can sleep and get up. It, when you see a man's leg swollen, look at the confusion. So that is, that is how it is. So God, in his wisdom and sovereignty, has divided the rules. So I'm explaining this to let you know that when I say man in Christ's image, I'm not limiting it to gender, to the gender male. I am talking about man, but the woman is inside. Then some of the emphasis I'll have to make, I will do, I'll do that. I want us to read two portions of scripture. Genesis chapter 1, the verse 25 to 31. And then I'll read Colossians chapter 1, the verse 15 and 16. Genesis chapter 1, verse 25 to 31. Can we stand for the reading, opening scripture? Reading of the opening scripture as our custom is in this house. I'm always emphasizing it's our custom in this house. I don't carry it to everywhere. And the reason why we do that is that Paul wrote to Timothy and said, till I come, give attendance to reading. Reading of the scriptures. And when we honor the scriptures, we honor the word of God, we are honoring God himself. Because God has exalted himself through his word unto us. That's why Jesus was the word and was revealed to us. So that is what we do. So we just give honor to God's word by standing. Amen. And God made the beasts of the earth after, their, after his kind or their kind, if you want. After their kind. That's how the modern translation should put it. God makes every beast after their kind. The cattle after their kind. Everything that creeped upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. 
And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the earth, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the earth and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat and it was so. 31. And God saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good not very not good the other one was it was good this one was it was very good and evening and morning were the sixth day now let's go to colossians chapter 1 the verse 15 and 16 colossians chapter 1 This is talking about Jesus. He said, who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth. Visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. The first verse, the first one, the 15 says, who is the image of the invisible God? God bless you. Shall we take our seats? Today, I want us to go a little bit deeper to look at the creation story and some of the lessons it brings to us. We have talked about the creation story a number of times. But today we want to concentrate on it a bit deeper to understand some few things. Uh, we are not going to talk about how or, or uh, how man was made. It's captured in chapter 2, how God took the dust and all that. But we are going to be talking about why he made us in his own image and what it means. Why God planted us here on earth in his image. Uh, a lot of times, people tend to deny the creation story. And whenever they deny the creation story, they tend to believe in the material world without the creator. It's like they take away the creator and they believe in the creation. So people adore creation. They believe and put all their heart on, on the creation. They adore men. They adore things. They worship things. They fight for things, but they leave out the creator. So many times when you see people are talking against cre cre the, the creation story in the Bible, most of them, what they do is that they just take away the fact of the creator, and that tends to let them, in fact, you, you can't say you don't believe in the, in the creator. When you don't believe in the creator, you believe in something. And what they believe in is the material things and the material world. There is this man, G.K. Chesterton. He said something I like. He said, when you abandon belief in the creator, people do not begin to believe in nothing. They believe, begin to believe in anything. In anything. So today, anything that comes, they tell us we should accept it. Homosexuals, accept them. Lesbians, accept them. Bestiality, accept them. 
So now they have L G B T Q I and what is the last one? What is it? The last one is what? P. Yeah, P. L G B T I Q P. They have added it. They will add another one. Because anything that comes, they say we should accept it. Anything. So these days, you can say anything. You are this, and they, are, they say accept it. Because they take away the... When you tell people to disbelieve the creator, to be, disbelieve God, they tend not to believe nothing. They believe in anything that comes. And that's what is ruling the world. In, in the Western world where the, there is so much strong... The other day, the Australia, Australian ambassador was talking to Ghanaians because they brought him to come and say something. And he began saying that he doesn't believe in God, in the existence of God. But we are 70 something percent and, and, uh, and corruption is too much. He has only seen corruption. He has not seen the other things. If I was sitting there, I say, but we are not beast, beast, we don't have bestiality here. You have it. They accept everything. I know that corruption is a problem for us, but they also have their problem. They have serious problem. Very serious problem. Problems when sometimes we, in Africa, when you see you open your mouth, can a human being do this? And that's what they do. So when they take away God, it doesn't make them believe in nothing. They believe in anything that comes. But we thank God that you believe in God and you cannot accept anything. And that's why we say that if somebody has a problem, we want to use the love of God to see how to help the person rather than telling the person that you can be that way. It's like if, if my child is not doing well in school and I want to help my child, then I encourage my child to be better. I can't just say that, oh, let's leave him like that or let's leave her like that. No, when you start living everything like that, I'm telling you, things will collapse on you. So the world doesn't know what they are holding now because they don't believe in the creator. But the creation story for you and me is the most powerful thing that settles a lot of things. That is why the Bible is not talking about the fact that he made man deliberately. He chose and made man. Look at the story. When he was creating everything, let there be light, and there was light. And let there be trees, and there were trees. And let there be cattle, and there were cattle. And let there be that, and there was that. And let there be that, let there be that. But when he got to man, after he had said, let there be, let there be seven times, created everything by let there be, let there be, commanded it to be. When he got to man, he said, let us make man in our own image, speciality. It's like he's pausing to say, now, I have reached the most important thing. Let me announce it. That is a good news. Let us make man. He's now announcing a major thing. Let us. All the other things I've done, I could have done it like that. But this one, I cannot do it anyhow. Let us make man. And so, we are the product of a very creative and a loving God. Very creative and a loving God. We are created in the image of God. And that means, what it actually means is that we should be reflecting that image on earth. Tell somebody, reflecting the image on earth. So if I have the permission to change my topic, I will say, reflecting the image of Christ on earth. Because we were made in Christ's image. What does it mean? We are supposed, we were just not made. We are supposed to reflect it. God made us so that we reflect it, both male and female. And you saw it in the scripture. Male and female created he them. So we are supposed to be reflecting the image of God or the image of Christ. What it means is that we are the image bearers of Christ, of God on earth. In other words, if somebody wants to look at you, look at, look and know how God is, you should look at you. 
Huh? If somebody wants to see how good God is, he should look at you. The original intention of God was that if, any, if there was any occasion where a person should look at, to try to find out who God is, he should look at Adam and Eve. And let me say this. Can a snake bite Adam? Uh, can a snake bite God? He created them. Now, that was why when, before the fall, I said before, before they sinned, and they were truly a reflection of God's image, they lived with the animals and nothing happened. No, it was impossible because the image of God was so strong that nothing happened. But when we fell, we marred the image. The image which God created, it, we marred it. We destroyed it. We distorted it. Then all kinds of sin distorted the image. So all kinds of things began to happen because we were not a true reflection of the image. So when Jesus came, he came, the Bible said, he was the image of the invisible God. That is why our topic is not the image of God, a man created in the image of God. But he's talking about man created in the image of what? Christ. Because, get it, God created us in his image. Sin destroyed it. Sin marred it. So all kinds of things which Adam, before the fall, could not suffer. We started suffering. Sickness. Hunger. Animals chasing us. There are some of you who fear cockroach. World Jacob. So when sin came and marred that thing, listen, God's image was in Adam and Eve when they were created with our sin. So everything saw God in them. The lion saw his creator in them. How can you choose your creator? The elephant saw his creator. That's why the man named them easily. Hey, you come here, your name is Lion. Hey, you come here, where did Jatawati? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Ever for a dog? Adam! Because they were reflecting the image. But when sin came, they lost the reflection. When Christ came, the Bible says, He is the image, He is the, 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 image of the invisible God. So let me tell you, when Christ walked here with the full reflection of God, it was difficult for anything to overcome him. That is why we now, believers, we are recreated, let me use that word, in the image of Christ because he brought it to us back. I see you as an image of Christ. And when you reflect, you reflect that image, you will live in a certain realm. You will enjoy a certain realm. You will entertain a certain atmosphere. You will enjoy a certain realm of, of God's presence and power and glory. When you reflect, in fact, our our, our, we, are, we are supposed to learn to reflect the glory. Now, reflecting the glory is the key to our living in a certain realm that God's glory and power and God's presence will so much surround us. But unfortunately, we are not even able to do it well because sin and the temptation is still there, running after us, chasing us, Tomorrow you leave it. You reflect it well today. The next day, oh, bread. Amen. My bread, my bread. Oh, I've been patient for far too long. Let me show him who I am. Then you go back. We call that the suture life and the zoe life. The zoe life is the life of God. The suture life is the life of an ordinary man or a, a life of, of, of the of human. 
without the zoo life, you cannot reflect God. So anytime you sunche, <laughs> you know sunche. Sunche in our word means to untie. Anytime you sunche into the sunche life, the reflection is not there. And once in a while, we all find it. How many of you have ever been angry? Oh, don't be a hypocrite. Why are you looking at me like that? You have been angry. Cancer man is all can cry. Why are you pretend? Why, why, why is that when you sit in church, you pretend like you are an angel or something? Who cares anymore? I mean, if you have ever been angry, I wanted to see hands. You don't need to tell me. There are some questions when I ask, I only want a confirmation to show that me too, I'm there and I'm not alone. I want you to sit down like you are angels. I know you are a liar. <laughs> you are lying. You are not talking the truth. You are not. Because the human body eh, sometimes is on, cannot bear the things again. So whilst the spirit is trying to control you, you suche, suche, you suche, seeking suche life. And then he has said one or two things he shouldn't say. It was after he finished that he will go back and say, Ah, Lord, this one there, power, what he has here, or harm me too much. And can this make him bad? Because sin came in and marred the reflection. And when Christ brought it to us, that's why the Bible says he is the image of the invisible God. So we are not talking, we don't know, when we talk about it, when we say the image of man or man in Christ's image, what we are talking about is the New Testament way of describing what happened in Genesis chapter 1. Because Christ brought us back the image. He is the image of the invisible God. So, we, through him, we have the image restored. But we have to maintain and walk in that image. That is our challenge. Because of the temptations of life, because of the flesh, because of, of, of some of the things we need to put in ourselves which we don't have. So, so many things don't go. Let me now talk about this. Let me say this. I believe that if we truly believe and accept the truth that God created us in his image, this will truly change us and our church in a lot of ways. What does it mean when we talk about image and likeness? Let me talk about that. He created us in his own image, in the likeness of him created us. What does it mean? When you read the, the Genesis, it says 26, and God said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Our image in our image after our likeness. What does it mean? The word image and likeness are very similar in the, old, uh, the Hebrews. And sometimes they are used interchangeably. But they are not exactly, they don't mean exactly the same thing. So I want to explain it. Sometimes they are used interchangeably, especially when you go to Psalm 1, the verse 6. Psalm, first Samuel, sorry. First Samuel chapter 6, the verse 5 and 11. Uh, when the Philistines took the, the, the ark and then dig, dig on and all their troubles were coming and they wanted to return it. They called their magicians and they called the, their priests and asked that they should show them the way to do it. And then they told them. And then they said they should make images of emeralds and, 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 and mice and other. That word image of emerald and mice is, is the same word God used, image. But here now, it is talking about something you have molded. Listen to me well. Something here, they are using it like image is something. We know that that image is something they have molded. Which represents that thing. But which resembles that thing. Let me choose my words. Well. Which resembles that thing, but does not represent it. For example, if you go to your house 
or some of the villages, and you see image which people worship. Some in the north, we have images people worship, and some customs have them. They are images they have done. They are supposed to resemble a human being, but that is not a human being. Or it's an, they have made it in the form of a dog. It's supposed to resemble a dog, but we will know that that is not a dog. It's not a real dog. It's a resemblance or a semblance of it. So, in the Old Testament, a semblance of something sometimes is called image, but that is not it. That is actually likeness. It is like it, like father, like son. So when God talked about making that, like he's talking about the form. So sometimes when you see the Bible says God's hand is big, it's telling us that God is seen in the form like us. My hands are not short. The form, that is the likeness. The photo. The form is the likeness. But when it talks about image, it goes deeper. Image is a representation of the person, whether form or not. For example, if I send Pastor Connie to go and represent me somewhere, and he goes and he speaks, and the people come, they say, that is the image of the church. That is Pastor Clement. Amen? Because they will come and say, oh, Pastor, he really represented you well. That means he went in my image. So the image is a representation. Now, get this. Likeness is semblance or re resembling. But it does not represent. Likeness does not represent. You are like me. Doesn't mean you take my image. In, look, in, in normal English language, we may say so, but in the Hebrew, that is not what it means. In the Hebrew, when they talk about the image, they are talking about representation. You represent God. We can see God's attribute, God's nature, God's life, God's power in you. You are the image of God. But when we say likeness, we are talking about the semblance. You resemble. Amen. So are you okay with that? Are you okay with that? I want you to understand the two, the, the difference between the two. So, it resembles an animal, but it does not represent the animal. When you go to anywhere and they say this is an image, that's what it is. But in the Greek, resemblance or semblance is not the same as representation. So an image expresses something. It represents a thing in its essence. To put it together, being created in God's image means reflecting what God is like. What God is like. So Jesus will say, if you've seen me, you've seen God. Now, it's not saying that the form He's talking about the things I'm doing, the works I'm doing, the way I'm conducting myself, the way I am merciful, the way I am good, the way I am healing. That is exactly the way God will do. So when we represent God, we must carry the essence of God. We must carry the, the, the substance of God and exhibit and reflect him. So that people can see how God would have done it when they see you. Can I hear you say amen to that? So, reflecting what God is like. That is why in Hebrews, chapter 1, the verse 1 to 3, let me explain this. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the wells. Now look at verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of what? The express image. I'm yeah. And the express image of his person. Now those words are very important. Image is expressed. You cannot say you carry the image without an expression. 
That's why it is reflecting the image of Christ. The express image of his person. So you want to see God, see the expression that Jesus is bringing to life. So when you and me walk in the expression of God, we are carrying the image of God. Can I hear somebody say amen to that? You cannot, you cannot show the image without expression. Are you understanding the things I'm teaching? This is a bit difficult. That's why I said today we are going a bit deeper. To differentiate between likeness and what? Expression. So the way I talk should reflect the image of God. The way I do my things, the way I accept people, the way I love, the way I go about things should do that. It's not a sign of weakness. Or God is not saying just be weak so that people can know. They must see that God content in you. So he's the express, it is, he's the express image of his person upholding all things by the word of his power. And he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of majesty. So the image of Christ, because Christ was the one who brought that image to us. Now, so let me now talk to you about when God says he created us in his image, some of the things that he means. And I'm going to show you quickly four things. The first one is that like God, we are deeply relational. We are deeply relational. When you are in the image of God, you should be relational. Let us, it's a relationship. It's a fellowship. Like God has created man in his image, means man is relational. Man cannot live alone. It is impossible for man to live alone. Let me make him a helpmate. Man cannot be alone. Man must know how to relate. Any Christian who doesn't know how to relate to people, you are not in the image of God. There are Christians who can break relationship, fight. You look at their face alone, you can't even shake their hands. That is not relational. Relational is people should find it easy to come to you. People should look at the way God said, come to me. Everybody come to me. Relational. Let us means God is relational. He's thinking about not only himself. He's thinking about people. He's thinking about the people who are around. We know that Holy Spirit and we know that the, 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 the Christ was with him when they were building. So when he said, let, let us, some theologians say he's referring to the Holy Spirit and Christ. Others say even the angels who were watching. When he said, let us. Because he will send them to do things. So, God is relational. And the believer must be relational. Listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. Our world is becoming, is, is bringing us to the place where we are not being relational. Everybody is groomed on his tablet and phone. And when we come to church, we do the same. No. Knowing somebody in the church is how relational you are. Are you telling me if God Christ came here, he wouldn't know you as, he will relate to us. Tell somebody to relate to people. Oh, be deliberate about it. Tell somebody to be deliberate about it. God is rich. I said, let us involve people in your life and get involved in people's lives. Stop being this. Accra is cutting us off. We go to work from 5.30 a.m., come back 8 p.m., and Wednesday, Sunday, we lock, Saturday, we lock ourselves in our rooms. We don't go anywhere. I don't know how we are going to make it. People, you must learn to be relational. Listen to me. Saturday, find a way of also visiting one or two people. I didn't even hear an amen. Because I know that is not part of your life. How are you showing God? They say somebody in the church is suffering. He's here. He's in the hospital. You have never visited anybody before. There are some of you there. There's no funeral in this church you have ever attended. Shame on you. Anything they say, you are not part of it. Shame on you. Shame unto you. What do you buy? When yours come, who will come? You are not relation. You don't know anybody. Today I'm being hard. But you, you are carrying the image of God. I want to show you what it means. Even unbelievers around your house, you don't know them. You don't greet them. We have a lot of squatters around us, and it's very dangerous for us. They steal my things every day. It was the squatters who entered my house and broke my house. 
And when we wanted to talk, the people who were close to us were the ones who were protecting their children. So we left them. But ask my wife. We give them food. We give them water. We pay their children's school fees. I told my wife, don't let this thing stop you. Let's just go ahead and do what we can do for them. Our security man, every morning, he will call them, they bring their things, he will put water into all their beans and they will carry. And yet they stole my things. Be relational. Be concerned about people. Why are you so close in your own closet? Why are you here? A dad be too. You will die in your room alone and nobody will know. Because you are too close up in yourself. God is not like that. He invited. He said, let us. Let us. Relational God. You must be relational. Your father, you don't talk to him. Your mother, you don't talk to him. Your sisters, you don't talk to him. Listen, that is not God. You cannot handle the world. And dominate the world if you are not relational. How are you going to handle it? How are you going to handle it? Listen, let me say this. Yesterday, Pastor Kwanu was saying some things about leadership. But let me tell you my brand of leadership. Leadership, eh? It's not when you are there and people are looking at you or are coming to you. Leadership is when you can offer solution to people by going to them. I was just at the back there saying, I kept calling somebody and the wife. I kept calling somebody and the wife. I kept calling. Today, I have not seen them. Still, I have not seen them. Pastor Connie, I have not seen Desmond and his wife for a number of days. I've called them the whole week. All of them, their phones are off. I kept saying, no, I'm not seeing him. I'm not seeing him. I'm not seeing him. I don't know what's happening. I called, called, called. So this morning, I told somebody, when we finish, I want you to go to their house and find out what is happening to them. That I'm calling all their phone. Listen, you cannot be in your cocoon and become the image of Christ. It is impossible. When Christ came to the earth, look at him, free for all. Where nobody will go, he will go. He ate with the prostitutes. He did dust. I'm not saying go and eat with prostitutes. Before you yourself become one. If you want to reach out to prostitutes, don't never go alone. Go with somebody. You can reach out to prostitutes. Listen to me. It's an unfortunate thing that they have found themselves there. But it could have been you. Thank God you are not there. Don't be judgmental. You would have been worse than them. But it's just the grace of God that we didn't find ourselves there. So we can reach them lovingly. We can reach them. Two by two. Show them love, they will come out. Am I talking to somebody? Relational. Say relational. You cannot be the image of God without being relational. You have to learn to relate to people. That is why one of the greatest images God created in the Bible is a man and his wife. Look at the intimacy. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and the two shall be one flesh. And so when Christ came, he said, that is exactly what I'm showing you between me and you, the church. Relationship. He said, I am the husband of my bride, the church. I will die for it. I will do everything for it. Relational. Relational. Fellowship. Listen, fellowship. Tell somebody fellowship. I didn't bring anything to change because I wanted to be in this. So let me remove it quickly before it becomes too much. Fellowship. Say fellowship. Listen, fellowship is important. When I came to Accra first and saw the problem, I preached a message. The spirit of Accra, how to deal with the spirit of Accra. You remember the message? 
How many of you were here when I? How to deal with the spirit of Accra? Say Accra spirit. It has tied you. When you notice that you are not able to, to, to make it to even a friend. No, no, no. It means the spirit of Accra is catching you. I'm telling the truth. Relational. Let us involve. Get yourself involved things. How you ladies won't come. This morning I was asking my, my, my sons. I said you people, I don't see in the youth meeting they say they go. I said that was why today I was going to give you men t-shirt to wear. I told them I'm coming to put men's t-shirt on them. Then they said no, they go to the youth. I said then you are saved. I would have put men's t-shirt on them. Who are sorry them? Where do you belong? We have created the youth. You are not there. We've created how you ladies for women. You are not there. We've created for men. We are not there. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Can you survive alone? Can you survive alone? Can you survive alone? So when you cut yourself off with that relative, you are killing yourself. Am I helping somebody at all? Mama, me who actually? I mean, shut up. This woman has been one of the oldest members of Founding Gate Chapel. One woman said, When I will be sir, AG and walk on retirement from church. <laughs> Amen. Tell somebody, I will relate with you from this day off. I will find out where you are. I will know what, how you are going. And you will know how I'm doing. Let me tell you one thing about relationship. You see, this church is big. We are going to fill this church. 6,000 plus. I said 6,000 plus. We are going to fill it. 6,000 plus. Up there, all people will be sitting. And we shall be preaching. And great men of God will come. I'm not bringing them because the place is not completed. We bring the higher anointings. to come and lay hands on you. When T.D. Jake steps here, he will bless you. Amen. Eh? When Rod Parsley comes here, he will bless you. When Joel Austin stands here, he will bless you. No, no, there are people who. This morning I was listening to uh, John Hagi. Hey, that man is fire. If we are not relational, we can't keep ourselves in this house. One of the reasons why the church is not being filled, and let me be very, how do I go about it? What way should I, very technical. When you are building a house, eh? how many of you are masons here, or architects, or people who build? Lift up your hands. When, when you are laying a course of blocks, you lay them, you put mortar and put them on round then you have to come back and align the blocks properly using your plumb line make sure they are well otherwise if you start putting them together some will turn like this some will turn like this. your building will start doing this by the time you go up so they have started breaking so you have to align them now the aligning can take time putting the blocks on can be very fast so the people who carry the blocks, they run with the blocks and the mortar. When they have finished and the masons are aligning, then they stand and relax and rest. Because it's going to take time for the masons to align the blocks, hold them together with mortar, and make sure they are well positioned before they call for the next blocks. That's how God builds his church. When God brings people here. He wants us to align them. When we have aligned them well and we are ready, he will bring the next set. God cannot create confusion in a church. You are refusing to grow. You are refusing to be relational. You are refusing to communicate, to be in touch with others. How can we lay another block? You are the two, so I will be 
God won't put it. Well, here we're saying, you're the block, but you then you know, collapse. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? So, be relational. Tell somebody to be relational. Let me move out of relationship and go to the next one. The next one is God's personality. Like God, we have a personality. We are persons. This one, you will see it in what he said, let us make man. Let us make man. To make. An animal cannot make. A tree cannot make. A tree cannot sit and say, I'm going to make this. Or an animal say, I'm going to make this. It is only a person that can make things. Why? Why? Because the person has a mind. So he thinks. So God thought about it. And he said, this place where we have reached, we cannot say, let there be. So he thought about it and said, because we are going to make it in our image, let us make it. So he thought about it. Number two, he had what he wants. His heart. He looked at how he wants it. He chose it. So his heart or his soul decided, his emotions decided, I want it like this. He didn't just say, let there be. He said, I want it like this. So he thought about it. He wanted it in a way. Then, number three, his willpower. He chose how to do it. That is personality. A person has a mind. A person has a heart. An emotion. That last things. This morning when you got up, you chose the dress you wanted to wear because your emotion was involved. You thought about it. When you we went through all the wardrobe, maybe if you are like Pastor Issues, how he describes the things. He said, from Saturday, he starts thinking about what he wear. After he has decided, he will go and take them all and come and hang them. And look at them with their shirts. Lie down and look at them. And that's why he does it. If you know him, you'll be talking to him like this and he'll be looking at them. You look at them. Then he will get up whilst you are talking, he will go. Remove this shirt. Go and bring another shirt. Fix it inside. Lie down and be looking at it. Then he will finish. When he's when he satisfied with it, with the shirts, then he will go for, for the tie and match them lie down change one change one there are times he changes last minute when he's coming to church and he's dressing he will change again he said oh this morning i have to change my tie when i put on the tie realize no he takes a lot of thinking a lot of heart and a lot of decision that is what a person does god wants you to be a human being a person of his image we in your colors too much that's your problem. If you have to think about it, God wants you to have that image where you can think about what you are doing. You can, you can attach yourself to it. Put your emotions there. Is it good? Is, is it nice? And decide. Don't just run your life without the image of person that God has put on you. God has, that's why after he has created man, he said, this one, is very good. A person. Personality is what he gave us. He gave us the mind to think. He gave us the emotions to be attached to things and to know how to move with things. And he gave us a willpower to decide on things. Tell somebody decide. Listen. When you come and sit by me and say you have a, a, a fiancé and I ask you, say, what do <laughs> you have not answered me. I want to know whether your heart is there. If your heart is not there, move. Run. Think and run. Some of you have married things you are not supposed to be. That's why your problem is there. May God give you grace to handle it if you are already married. And God can give you grace. But some of you have suffered certain certain problems in your marriage and divorces in your marriage unnecessarily you knew you knew it and yet you went your heart was not there god has made you a person listen to me god wants you to be a human being with the image of god you should think about things what will happen to me with these days when people are 
kidnapping ladies by heart. Obiama or left. All of a sudden, they say, I'm going to say, okay, man. We say, I know, team. You are not thinking. You are not thinking. Or say, left, or do you office? After I see you offer, baby, now, team. Because I have free county, free, free. And then me trotros can say you. Trotros can call, but I can hold what you want. Yesterday we were told here, we were told here, let me tell you, we were told here that some of the parts of our body, how much they are costing. They said the heart is what? One million dollars in the US. That's the legal price. That's not the black market. They said half of the uh, liver is four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Half, because the liver are in loops, so they can take some. The kidney, how much was it? Sixty thousand. So we mean now one twenty thousand. Into our pay We get to answer dollars. So any Ghana cities. Into our pay work kokunu. No, be about say free, made free, we made free into, we free into. And now it's whether man or woman they kill them like that. We don't hear about the men because people don't see, but you, they think the man has traveled. Most of them, we heard of stories of people who were picked and where they ended up and what was happening to them and they escaped by the teeth. So listen to me. God gave us image to think. Some of the things you are not thinking about is what is creating the problem in your life. Listen, let me tell you this. It's a hard one, but let me say it. Will you accept it? Will you accept it? Listen, think about what you, you can do and start to decide to do it. And stop sitting there and be saying there's nothing. Where is, where is the gentleman who has been picking the bottles in the church? Where, is, where are you? Joel, where are you? Where is he? He's where? Bring him. Think about something and do. Listen, God said, let us make man. We are going to make it. Because I have thought about it. I know what I want. And I have decided. So we are going to make it. Personality. Listen, every human, one of the greatest things God has given is your personality. Now, incidentally, we think personality is just a form. That's why I said, likeness is not what God is talking about. He's talking about what you carry. That's Joel. Let's put our hands together for him. For many months I've watched him. He brought me a proposal of cleaning the church. Making sure all the bottles and the plastics are out. This guy single-handedly does it. Some of you don't think it is anything. But you know what? Yesterday I told you. I said, I'm going to promote you. This thing must be supported. It must grow. It must go into other places. It must go into other churches. It must grow. Think about something and decide to do something you love to do. 